<clears throat> Welcome back, guys, to Select Few Podcasts. Today we have Rob Quinones from robthecreditguy.com. We're in our new spot, finally. So he's the first one to break it in. The first um, one. The first one. It's we, an honor. We, we've actually, well, we've, we've recorded this podcast before, but <laughs> we had technical difficulties last time. Yeah. Second kids, time's the best, right? Kids, That's true. Uh, That's true. Just so you know, the alcohol on the table is not real. So don't drink. It's apple okay? juice. It's apple juice. Yep. We don't promote it because what happens is technical difficulties. So, so, so we're back. We're back fresh in the new spot. Back and better. Welcome, Rob. Thank you for having me, for oh. sure. Welcome, Big Dog. Rob, can you say your last name for me? Quinones. 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 There okay. you go. You said it right. I've been, I've been scared to say that, so I'm glad you really brought him in on that one, Eric. Yeah. Anytime. So, so we're, here, we're at the new spot, mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to see the old spot. I did, yes. Like, what's your first reaction? Well, it's it's really badass. Like, it really is. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here right now. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if you guys can see this, but the table, this is, what is this called? It's, this, a, it's an engine block. It's from a... It's, it's an engine block. Yeah, it's like, a blown Corvette to motor me, block. That's just like, that's badass. Right. With, uh, the, with the pistons holding the glass up? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, and it, it even holds the apple juice bottle inside the cylinder. Yeah. Right? Isn't that, isn't that cool? And then, and then I don't know if you guys can see it, but the couches, they have like this metal like side. So that's just like, yeah, it's like very unique. Aviation like chairs, you know? I can, you can really tell that you guys like really put a lot of thought into this. And obviously, you know, you guys are going to continue to just make this look even better. So Yeah, I appreciate that. It's, a, it's been a lot of hard work and dedication. Obviously, we're trying to, we're betting on ourselves. But, but more so, you know, people like you coming on the show to educate our guests, is, it's our priority. You know, absolutely. People man. can get on Google, but it's hard to believe what's on Google. You know what I mean? Like, hey, so I like I like to come on, just kick it, just be ourselves, and yeah. at the same time, we just deliver a lot of value. That's the key. And that, that was my whole goal with the set was uh, I want you to feel like you're at home, like you just you just walked in your study, and it's That's like it. you know you can just relax. You don't you don't have to worry about anybody coming here and bitching at you, and you're just just chilling. That's it. We leave the wife at home, right? We, we, <laughs> I was kidding, baby. I love you. I was talking. I was talking about the children. I was talking about the children (laughs) bitching. So, Rob, uh, thank you again for coming on. I want to kind of like generally let the guests know like what what you do for a living right now, and then I want to kind of go down memory lane a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my wife and I we own a credit repair company, and we do and we actually do credit repair. We do taxes. We do mortgage loans. But originally, we started with just the credit and the taxes. Okay. So a lot of a lot of our clients they come to us because, you know, let's take COVID for example. Who the hell knew that that was going to pop off, right? Right. So that really affected a lot of people, not just with their health but with their finances. And so a lot of our clientele were affected, again financially and health wise, sure. because of COVID. And there was a lot of people that just got laid off. And uh, what's the first thing that happens when you lose your job? Uh, stop paying bills. Yeah. You stop paying bills, start stressing out, you know. Yeah. And it's not even because you want to stop paying bills. Right, you just right. don't even have the money. Yeah, there's no means. You know? So yeah, I mean it's uh nobody's hiring, right? You know, some people are hiring but then some people aren't and the government's trying to pay you enough to stay home and people are getting laid off. Like yeah. so so my <clears throat> sister, she works for a, a company, um a shoe company of some, some kind, I can't remember the name, but uh New Balance. <laughs> they actually no, no. You know what they do? It's pretty cool, actually. They make the shoes when you work in the restaurant industry. 
You know the non-slip oh, yeah. shoes. That's oh, what okay. that's what they make. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the company. I wish I did. I would have given them a shout out. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> shout out blank company. Yeah, and uh, so her company shoe. has like three hundred people. During COVID, more than half of those people, like they kind of laid them off in sections. Right. You know, kind of, and which is really sad. And that was going over. Think about it, all across the country. Yeah, and well, it became non-essential things, right? Non-slip shoes because restaurants are closed. You know, so unfortunately. You know, that was the, the one blessing we had. And, and I feel for everybody else that didn't have that opportunity, but we became essential being in construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really understand why it's essential because if nobody's working, nobody's buying, nobody's doing this, why are we building? But, you know, I am blessed that we able to keep going. Yeah. But, you know, we tried to employ as many people actually through that because of it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so so with the credit stuff, obviously, it starts blossoming even more so in, in dire needs, right? Mm-hmm. One of the questions before I go backwards, I want to, is, do you feel like people became more self-aware of their credit during that time? During that time, I think a lot of people were just in survival mode. Yeah. And so I don't know if you remember, but there was loans that were, be, that were you know, given from the government. And so people kind of went crazy with a lot of those loans. Yeah. And if, if, if you cannot, this is a thing about credit, right? A lot of people think about okay, I need to have a high credit score. But when you get a loan, for example, or you just have money in general, it's not about the credit score. It's about how you manage your money. If you manage your money properly, then you will eventually have good credit, yeah. you know, because it's, it's about main, maintaining it. I mean, it's a report know? card, you know? Yeah, no, if, absolutely. If you, if you don't turn in your homework, you're not going to get a good grade. That's it. You know? Eric, you got good credit? I have great credit. Are you self-aware of your credit? My wife is. Okay. <laughs> so somebody is. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So before, what did you do before credit restores? Great question. So is restore the right term? Uh, we restore, restoration, credit repair. I mean, for me, I feel like that is more of like a marketing term. Yeah. Mm. You can call it whatever you want for the most part. But I feel like you should have a jingle. Like, you know, like how they have, like, I just got hit.com girl. I, you, know? I, you know, it's funny. I, I mean, I, Rob the credit guy is pretty right. catchy. Like, I feel I'm like Gabe there. should make you a jingle. I thought about making a rap, but I don't know how to rap. So no, you don't have, you know, that doesn't work for I me. I don't think most people know how to rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, you don't have to know. I feel like it's a lot harder than you think. Like you yeah. know, just not—it's not just rhyming words. Like you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worse now because you used to be able to rap. You needed to rhyme words, right? <laughs> right. So you know, Doctor Seuss set us up for that. But now it's like you got it, man. It, <laughs> I don't know what this shit is now, right? You know, it's it's about how many ad libs you need in your song, right? Yeah. Okay. It's about a fire beat. That's yeah. all that matters. That's really all it is, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I can see Rob, the credit guy, the jingle. You know what? Consider it done. I'm going gonna, gonna to figure it out. I think I'm going to write it for you. That's what entrepreneurs do. We figure it out. Sure. Yeah, we do. That's it. You take that, uh, that idea and just run with it. But so no, to answer your question, what I did before uh, credit repair, I actually sold health insurance. I sold health insurance little bit of life insurance. I did that for about six or seven years. Uh, mainly sold Blue Cross Blue Shield and just like random insurance companies yeah. and stuff. And insurance is, is great money too, yeah. you know, but I was, I was great at it as far as like making money at it. I just really wasn't passionate about it. And so I fell into some hard times financially and it was mainly because honestly, I was in my early 20s. I didn't really know how to manage money, exactly what we're talking about. And so, cause nobody taught me, Yeah. you know? And so uh, I come from a very crazy background and 
at the end of the day, my dad didn't teach me. Mom didn't teach me. Not even in school. Yeah, school. So I don't care. All the mistakes that my clients are making right now, yeah. I've done that. And I'm not scared to tell them, you know, right. because sometimes we have to go through that in order to learn from it. And so, long story short, when uh, I went through those hard times, there was a buddy of mine, uh, a friend of the family who owned a credit repair company, a small company, and he ended up fixing my credit. And so when he fixed my credit, it was like literally that light bulb went off. And I'm like, I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. And so, because not, not, it had nothing to do with money, to be honest. I mean, we all need to make money, let's be real. Yeah. But it was more about, wow, how did this just impact my life? I was able to buy my wife a car. And then I, my car was like, shit. So I had to buy myself a car. That was all within a six-month span. Yeah. I was able to buy two brand new cars. Never bought a brand new car in my life. And literally no money down. Yeah. Like I had like a, I think at the time... I went from like a five something credit score to like a 750 in, a, in like maybe six months. And then, like I said, I was able to buy those two cars and it was, it was just, it was literally life changing yeah. for us. Dude, you know? I, I don't know, like, you know, certain people listening, they, they might know already, but some people that don't, but I feel, you feel like a boss when you don't have to put money down or something. You <laughs> know what I mean? They're absolutely. like, how much you putting down? I'm like, I tell my guy Donnie at the dealership, I'm like, I'm not putting anything down, bro. Stop asking me. You've been asking me for 10 years. I was like, look at my credit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, it's, and it's credit's a serious thing. Like, yeah. I, I have a lot of peeves with the credit, you know, side of things with, like, how they do it, mm-hmm. even for people that try to do it right. Yeah. It, and even the people that, that um, not necessarily, the, they're kind of, like, not educated on credit and how it works and this and that. And, you know, as a system of society, we've failed that. Yeah. Right? Especially the school districts. They, they need to, you know, sex education and credit mm-hmm. and debt and all that stuff should be taught. And business. They and should be teaching about business. 100%. Because yes. no matter what, even if you work for somebody, business principles still apply. Yeah. You know? This basic business 101 yeah. type stuff. No, exactly. I, I'm telling you, man, I'm right there with you. I, I'm just, this is why if you look at my social media page, I really am not even promoting my services. I'm more promoting education. Yeah. Because there's people right now that's watching this that are literally in the middle of a financial storm mm-hmm. and they can't afford, you know, my services or any other services for that matter. Yeah. But I figure, man, if I can just put out as much knowledge, like I literally tell people, here's a dispute letter that you can use and I give it to them yeah. and they just have to do the work. But I do that because you know what, if I can just help one person, that's freaking awesome. Right. If, if a thousand people watch that video and I just help one person, I feel like I've done my job. And you know what? The money is going to come to me regardless. Sure. But when you really try to deliver and be genuine about it, it, it you know, God's going to bless us when there's, we bless there's others. There's way more uh, fulfillment in, in helping others than, than cash and checks. You, you know, yeah. we have to have the check to survive, right? Just like they do. Mm-hmm. But the fulfillment you get when, you, when, you, when people are like, you know, they can go buy a car or they yep. can actually get a, a credit card that can help them, you know, or they have a lower interest rate on something like there's a lot of fulfillment in that and just education. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's really what a lot of this episode is going to be about is like, I want to educate these people on credit. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bitch and gripe about my credit, you know, because i got some stories and some, yeah. some problems, right? Yeah. So, um, so I want to be able to go back and forth and have different perspectives on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of let the – I want to – it's kind of like in business. We like to let people know who we are. Yeah. So I kind of want to like I want to go back just a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about like I'm an open book. Like, you can ask like, me anything. like where are you from? Are you from Texas? 
No. So I love Texas, but no, I'm not from Texas. I've you just been got here. ten points for that. Your credit just went up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely love Texas, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, so Broward to Dade County. So shout out to South Florida. You like DeSantos? Who? You like DeSantos? Who's DeSantos? You don't know who the governor of Florida? DeSantis. DeSantis. I'm, I call it DeSantos because I'm not. To be honest, I'm not into politics. I don't. Me neither. Know. Me neither. I just, I just, I know he's the governor of Florida. So yeah. I, like, I like the Miami Heat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There Have you go. ever seen Mar-a-Lago? No. Trump's house? Mm-mm. I was just curious if it's the biggest. I've looks. been to the Trump, to the hotels and stuff. Yeah. It's actually, <clears> yeah. They build a nice hotel. You know, it's weird. In the last year, I've actually seen Trump live uh, like four times. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Like, Trump live? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like in, person? in person, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was at the, the 10X conference. Uh, where else did I see him? That's because you're in business with credit, bro. Yeah. You know, he's in business. Yeah, he's mixed yeah. in with like Grant Cardone and stuff. And so, oh, yeah, uh, of course. you know. I don't like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, shout out, Grant. He's, uh, you know, we, we had some earlier episodes and and uh, I like Grant. I actually, uh, he'll, he'll go back and he'll talk shit about this in the years when I blow up. But he's going he's gonna to be like, that guy didn't like me. Well, no, I really do like him. And I think he has a lot of positive messages to push. Mm-hmm. I just hate how he's one of those guys that pushes that you're lazy. If you're not doing this, you're not doing that. If you don't have three private jets and five Lambos, like he, he sells differently than I do. Yeah. And, and he gets the young crowd from it because they're mm-hmm. very impressionable, right? I'm like, we, we were joking because our analytics are like the 35 to like 75 crowd right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's because they got, you know, credit problems and they have a little bit of money. And so I, I can tell you, so. We, we've met Grant Cardone, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And so my wife is actually a 10X elite coach. Okay. So we invested a little over 40 grand into his coaching and mentoring program. And so, by the way, I'm not offended, just to be, just to be clear. So, no, I, I, like, so I don't take sides. I mean, it's like a, that, you know, we, um, we don't melt snowflakes. Here. Yeah. So, so, but I, I have to say, though, that he has changed his program. His program, what he puts out, his education, yeah. as far as building a business and being able to scale it, even though some people watching this would be like, man, he, you guys paid 40 grand for his coaching? Like, you can look this up online. Right. And we did. And we made our money back in the first three months. Sure. Because if you want to be successful, just in general, forget about Grant, forget about everybody. If you want to be successful, why not follow someone that's already you know, you been, have to, you have to align path. yourself with people like that. Yeah, you exactly. have to. You know, you if know? You, if you're in a room full of broke people, um, bad credit people, mm-hmm. all these people, you're not really going to ever better yourself. You got to have yeah. people who are going to constantly test you, push you. You yeah. know, and, and being and, and that you hit it right on the head because one thing we we kind of didn't think about is joining that mentoring and coaching program. We have been able to get into rooms. That we would have never been in. Yeah, there's locked doors that you can't get in. And we've been able to we've been able to close literally million dollar deals when it comes to mortgages because of that. Yeah. So just with that, we've been able to make our investment back. So sometimes, sometimes you have to pay. A lot of times, you have oh, to exactly. pay to be into a room. But if you look at it only like what I what the phrase or whatever you want to call it is, why are you counting pennies when you should be really counting the dollars? Right. You know. So. Yeah, so, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I don't dislike Grant. I just, yeah. I dislike the some of the tactics. You know, what I'm saying he's he's yeah. he's highly I, successful. Yeah, right. The the beautiful thing about what he does, it you can build a pyramid real fast. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, but he has a lot of good messages. He's a motivational yeah. speaker, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows how to make money, and I, he's I, smart I think, with the taxes. I think he, uh, I think he really tries to motivate the people that really don't have like you know they call him Uncle G. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why they call him Uncle G is because a lot of people don't have that uncle to right. speak to speak life into them. Sure. You know. And so, and you're right, sometimes it may be too much for people or maybe a turnoff, but I know that he means well. Just kind of like Tony Robbins, you yeah. know, or, or like, like all these other Tony speakers. Robbins. I but, love Tony Robbins. But that's the thing, yeah, too. Like, even yeah. I, was, I was telling, uh, I don't know if it was Eric or my wife, just literally, uh, the, pa- the we have a, a, like, pastor stepping in in our church right now. Mm-hmm. He yells. He yells at everybody, and, and he gets his point across, right? Yeah. And I love it. He yells when he preaches? Yeah. He, I love that. She doesn't that, like that, it. That would hype me. She up. doesn't like it, but he, yeah. with him yelling because I can see the passion. Yeah, and and that's the one thing with Grant. He is very passionate about what he does. One hundred percent. Right. I'm just a person who thinks people need to stop idolizing certain objects. Yeah. You right. Not yep. it, as far as like the cars and the wealth. Right. Idolize. Hey, if, you, if you do this, then you can have a jet. And you can yeah, have, exactly. And you could, but that's not. We, right. we, we all understand. I want people to focus know, on idolizing the motivation and the humbleness and, and those things, right? I agree. But certain people have to see, like, okay, that guy's got that jet and that Lambo. Well, that means he's successful, so I will look at that. I will spend 40 grand. I will do this. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if he didn't show and he wasn't as flashy and he wasn't as, as yelling in your face, yeah. right? Because he's like a drill sergeant. You yeah. know what I mean? He's, he gets his point across. And, and you know, like we were talking, uh, it was off of camera when we were talking about Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Yeah. They're great marketers. Mm-hmm. And so even people who don't like them, what do they do? Respect them. Respect them, but they talk about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Grant has that same tactic yep. where whether you like them or you love them, or you like you like them or you don't, yeah. you're still talking about well, them. No, it's perfect because so, like, when you have, yeah. like, he can have people hate him all day long. And, yeah. and that's what I've, I've learned even through a little bit of this is, like, there's people who've told me, like, I don't really like podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, so? You watched it, so I got a view. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm like, Correct. Yeah. are you still yeah. following? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're supporting my problems, okay? So yeah. let's do that, right? <laughs> and But that's how it is. You want your haters. You want your, your followers. I mean, yeah. that's just how it goes. But, I yeah. mean, Grant, I will tell you 1,000%, I agree that he is he's successful. He's mm-hmm. a motivator. He's got a lot to offer somebody, you know? I was just talking about a small portion yeah. portion of the no, no, project. Just yeah, because yeah. like I grew up that way, the people that he's going to, mm-hmm. dude, I had a dream board with like 50 cents old Connecticut house was like on my dream board, like this big old mega man she bought from Mike Tyson mm-hmm. and a Lambo and um, Rolex watch and the boat and yeah. all, all of this random shit. That, you gotta speak it into life. And, uh, that, because, yeah. cause, and I started doing that because I watched The Secret. And uh, if anybody... <laughs> Go look the secret. You'll literally it's the only one you'll find. I've seen it, yeah. but it's like it's, it's the laws of attraction. Yeah, right. So if you see it every single day, put it in your mirror. Right. It's kind of like if I ever want to not be fluffy, put put a skinny dude in my mirror. You know. But it's like uh, what's his name the the dude that motivates the workout guy, the former uh, marine, uh, Scott Rog- Scoggins. Um, 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 David Goggins. David Goggins. Like, dude, he's hard, he's guy. hardcore, dude. Yeah. He will literally go till he bleeds yeah. on pull ups, like. He's he's hardcore. He will yell at you, scream at you, right? He has a record for like doing pull ups or some yeah. shit like like. And well, then someone else beat it. But somebody else did, did, did he get yeah. beat? Yeah. That's but I mean, crazy. like it's you know he's dedicated to his craft, right? Yeah. And he he's made money. He's motivational. Yeah. But, he's but then crazy. some people would take that and say, he's crazy. He's over the top. You yeah. know, like yeah. Right. But if you don't want to be over the top, then what do you want to be? Fucking average. Right. 
Like, like so, so that how what cool, you want to be? How mean? cool is average? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, that, that sounds like if, a dirty if, word If I me. die oh. average, then okay, great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with that, you know? But I'm going to fight my way to the top. That's like I told yeah. them in early episodes. I said, my problem in life was always somebody kept saw what I could do, mm-hmm. and then they raised the bar and raised yeah. the bar, and I didn't care how big it was. Mm-hmm. I just kept trying to jump it. Pa- yeah. Right? Exactly. Pause. Pause. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to say, Grant, that was, you know, there's no hate if you actually listen to this one day. Um, what do you think Grant, Grant's credit looks like? Oh, dude, he, uh, he don't need credit. <laughs> he, he pays cash, and it's all tax-free. I'm sure. I'm sure his credit's amazing, but yeah, he, he, I don't think he really. He, you know, he's probably in my boat. He's probably got all that money, all this shit, and then he's still got a 750 credit score because Credit Karma keeps fucking reminding him that hey, you paid this off too soon, soon, so we're taking 50 points. What about, what right. about Trump? I feel like Trump would have like bad credit. I feel like he'd main, I feel like he. <laughs> I feel like 499 credit score. I feel like he'd max it out and then not pay it till later. <laughs> Wait till the last day. And still well, have a billion in the bank. You, you know, see, yeah. see, the one thing about like the wealthiest people, you will not find them spending really any money in their name. They spend other people's money. Yeah. You know, like everything is a business write off. Yeah. Every, every credit card is in the business's name. Every property they own is in, a, trust is, is in a business name or a trust. Yeah. They literally don't have anything in their name. So some of them probably have good credit from before they were successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, I think, I can't remember, we'd have to go back and look at the clip, but when we had Matt on the show, who, um, you know, he's tied into, uh, what, David Bed-David? Patrick Bed-David. That's right. Yeah, yeah that guy. David Bed-David. I don't know, same way. That's you his know? cousin. Right. Same but they, they do life insurance, and yeah. they, they're filthy rich. They've done very Ridiculous. well for themselves, yeah. and they're, they're he, and he's an amazing dude. I'm, I love his content. Like, he's, he's an amazing dude, yeah. right? And um, Authentic, like I love his content. Dude, uh, did you watch the episode with him on it with us? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, you, oh. No, wait. No, I'm lying. I did watch some of it, and I well, didn't finish well, it, to be honest. Well, you, need, you need to watch it. Yeah, okay. So, so you're the reason my analytics say that everybody gets <laughs> off at five minutes. So that's, that's the problem. So I'm relying on you to get people past the hey, five-minute mark. I, I'm a, I'm a workaholic, so that's my excuse. I don't have time. That's what I tell people. I tell Gabe, I'm like, dude, just keep putting clips. Send them to me so that way I get, like, advert. You know, I've never watched my full episode, ever. Listen. You know, I, my wife stopped I, watching I them it. after the third, third episode. You know, she watches the podcast every day with somebody else. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not, I don't have patience. I, I post it and forget you, it. You watch podcasts, Eric? I sure do. Who? Joe Rogan, of course. Why? Uh, Matt and Shane. Why do you like Joe Rogan? It's entertaining. Is it? And he's uh, insightful. I feel like he correlates with my, my brain. Your brain? Yeah. He is a very out-of-the-box thinker. Yeah. He, he's like me, in a way, like with a, we think outside of dimension. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's not willing to like be like, I am this bottle of water and I'm never going to change. He sure. literally will listen. Plus, and, I love comedy. Yeah. So Here's facts. His uh, his podcast is very comedy centric. Yeah. So I agree. I've never seen a full episode, but I always look forward to the clips that they drop mm-hmm. because it's always like straight to the That's point. That's like me. I've yeah. seen the clips. I like I'm like more like fast forward to the funny shit or right. fast forward to the stuff that is, has value. Yeah, exactly. Like I, yeah. I want the clips. That's all I want. Plus, yeah. I drive so much. Yeah. I'm always on the road, always listening to something. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you listened yeah. to us? No. Never? Never. What about when you weren't on those episodes? Did you listen to me? No. He said he doesn't like uh what like watching or hearing himself. But no. that's what I said. He so he had a hiatus for like three episodes. Right? Mm-hmm. And he so he wasn't on the Matt episode. It was two. Okay. It was an uh, NFL guy and Matt. Oh, that's right. So Jonathan Scott and Matt. Yeah. I can't forget Matt's last name. <laughs> 
Sapala. Sapala, that's right. And so that's why I was asking him if he, if he you know, because I won't do it because I won't hear myself. Yeah, some people right? don't like that. Some people you know? are just like. It, it just kills my vibe, right? Yeah. Whether the message is good or I'm funny, it doesn't matter because I'm like, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like that comment I had. I'm sure on, your audience would disagree, but yeah. But it's funny because like when I had that, remember that comment we were talking about on uh, when I said on the podcast about like uh, we were talking about Big Ben. Yes. And I was like, um, so this he says, <laughs> so Big Ben, you know who Big Ben is, right? No. Good. Ben Roethlisberger. Found that. You know who Ben Roethlisberger is? Mm, I'm no. thinking, but no. I don't if you don't know who that is, yeah, is, well, we're going to end this podcast. In was five was the QB for the Steelers, right? <laughs> oh, okay, so he plays football. So he, he played did. football okay, back so in our day. So like back when like the Cowboys used okay. to win. That's back in his day. Hey, Gabe, no, you, not even. No, Gabe, not that old, bro. Gabe, you should know. I don't. I don't watch football. I be, listen. I used to watch basketball. I don't you know, businessmen don't, don't have time for sports, right? Okay, besides the point, we have a guy that was on his team, right? Yeah. Like super. This is a superstar. Major name quarterback, mm. <laughs> and, and they're talking about Big Ben. And Walter goes, "I know football, but who's Big Ben?" Yeah, so I knew I knew Roethlisberger. I knew who that was, right? And people mm. caught it Im- immediately. And so, like, so that clip actually made Sports Illustrated, really. And it wasn't about what I said; it's about what he said because he was talking shit about about Big Ben. And I and I and I said, I was like, I, I know football, right? I think I said like I somewhat know football, but who you know who's Big Ben? Yeah. You know, for clarification, I'm not afraid yeah. to be, you know, ask a question. And then, like, I had this comment on there, and it's like, he quoted me. He's like, he knows football, but he doesn't know who Big Ben is. Like, I'm like well, it's literally it's like saying, I love cars, but what's a Corvette? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, no, it's like saying, I like music, but who's But it's Yeezy? like the nickname. It's like, it's I like, Kanye, if I use, but I don't know Yeezy. It's, remember <laughs> the first time? No, think about this. We'll use a different reference here. Okay. That, that was a perfect one. So, right. like, like, our producer, right? We know his government name because that's the only name we've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And Lambo comes on the show and he's like, "What up, Friday?" And we're like, "Who?" Yeah, you know, both of you and I looked at each other like, "Who's Friday?" Mm-hmm. Right? We did not know him as Friday, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the same thing. You know, Gabe, but who is Friday? Right, that's the same dude. Okay, so bear with if, me. If they would have said that's ben, no ben one Roethlisberger, you wouldn't have known. No, I, I knew <laughs> Roethlisberger. Did you? Yeah, no, hundred oh, percent, okay. I did. Yeah. Okay. So Rob, I so, want to ask, <laughs> when it comes to credit, like what, how do you repair someone's credit? Like, is, is there anything you can do on the back end or is it staying on top of this person to tell them, Hey, pay your bills on time. How do you get them from a 500 to a seven? Let me, let me jump in real quick. Go ahead. Let me ask a little bit more. Let me ask that a little bit more specific. Can you take, can you take off somebody's, um, like if they break a lease and they hit their credit? Can mm-hmm. you take that off? Can you take off? We can take off your lease, uh, Gabe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can can no, we? Can, personal. Can I? Can I rephrase that as somebody oh, that's like geez. non-biased? He's like, I'm talking as from you guys a friend. Let me have one question. No, no, no. First, we'll go back because I want to say, like, when people say if you mm-hmm. break a lease, right? Yeah. You mean if you stop paying your bills and you move out abruptly, can you take that off their credit? So technically, if we want to get technical, right? <laughs> so. That really doesn't show up on your credit just yet. Okay. Once, once that the debt, uh, it, it pretty much gets an eviction. Yeah. Once it becomes an eviction, then it shows up on your credit. So it'll show the debt. And, but the answer is yes. So do they have to have like a judgment though, like on that? Because like I know a lot of them have to go to like court and stuff like that. 
It, it depends on how far it goes. Correct. Every, every situation. But if it's like different. one or two months and they do an eviction notice, like. If they get evicted, it's going to like, show up on their credit. Do you see that a lot? Um, or is that more like foreclosures, one, bankruptcies? One out of five credit reports. Because you probably see more like medical and. I see everything. But like it, there's, 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 again, I've been doing this for over 15 years, so there's yeah. not really much I haven't seen. I'm kind of numb to it. But, yeah. you know, just to kind of name off some things, uh, some of the bigger ticket items would be more like a bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. uh, again, when you lose your job, the first thing typically that goes back is your car. Why? Yeah. Because it's probably a $500 car payment that you can't keep up with. Right. So that'll get rep repossessed. Uh, there's been times where, plenty of times where I see a, a home, a mortgage that gets foreclosed on. So you'll see that, uh, and then you had just mentioned like a judgment or, or like a lien. So that that will stay on your credit until it's satisfied. Yeah. And so that's a big one because if you have a judgment or a lien, then you you can't. It's literally going to stop you from almost doing anything with your credit. Right. That's that's like one of the biggest ticket items. All right, I'm gonna I'm shoot this one back to Eric. So, so what are the steps? Do you, is there things that you can do behind the scenes to kind of fix someone's credit, or is yeah. it? You so, know, being on their ass to get them to pay their shit on time. It, it's both, for sure. It? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, what I tell my clients is a teamwork type of effort in the sense of once we remove the negative items, we teach them and educate them on what to do and also what not to do so they can maintain their good credit. So you can just remove items from their credit? I wish that I can say I could just press a button and boom, it goes away. Control, no, delete. Yeah, no, I wish, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want anybody watching this to think that we have that capability. If I did, I would be ridiculously rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe some AI stuff would help me do that. So, you know? so what are the steps? How do you... Yeah, so, so what we do is the first step is to look at the credit report. Once we look at the credit report, we can analyze and see what's really wrong with it. Because if you have, a cre if you have credit issues and then you have credit issues... They're going to be different, yeah. so it's not going to be addressed or handled the same. Once we figure out what unless it is, we're married, it'd be the same. No, 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 absolutely not. Okay, you and your wife have. You, so, oh, yeah, that's right. We do have different credit. Yeah, so you'll have uh, accounts, and then she'll have different. Sorry, accounts. I was trying to. You know. So, but no. So what we'll do is we'll we will create a dispute letter, and then send it out to Equifax, mm. Experian, and TransUnion. So what what is a dispute? Like let's let's really dig deep and see what that is. Pretty much you're challenging the credit bureaus and saying that this is inaccurate, erroneous, or you just don't agree with it. So, so once, once the disputes are out, the credit bureaus have 30 days to investigate and then respond back on whether they agree or disagree. And then from there, you know, you challenge it, assuming that it doesn't get deleted, then you challenge it again with a different type of letter based on how they respond. So it's not going to be some cookie cutter type of just send out the same kind of letters kind of deal. But they have to you know? respond, right? Yeah, they have By to. By law? For sure, yeah. So look, look at it like this. Uh, the easiest way, because we can get caught up in all the credit lingo, and for some people that can be confusing. So the easiest analogy that I tell people is, it's like if your car breaks down. When your car breaks down and you take it to the mechanic, you can't just be like, hey, how much is it to fix? They have to look under the hood to figure out what's wrong with the vehicle. And then they come back and tell you how long it's going to take and then what your cost is. Right. That's how our services work. It's the same concept. Once we look at the report, I'll be able to give you more information based on what's wrong with your situation. And then we can come back and tell you what your investment is to fix it and all that other, all the other details. So 
Do you ever feel like it's a rush with some of these guys? Because they're they're like, oh, we got this house that we've been wanting to buy. Absolutely. I'm sure. Every time they're... It's it's only a problem when it's important or it, when they need. Yeah, it. it's not important until it's. It, it hasn't been important for twenty yeah. years now, so yeah, it's like I'm, exactly. Yeah, you know, my new wife wants to buy a house, right? But you that's know, that's like, where, as a professional, I'm a stickler. Like yeah. I always, always give my clients realistic expectations. And one of my questions when I'm talking to them, hey, well, what's your motivation for fixing your credit? Oh, well, I want to buy a house. Hey, that's awesome, man. Like, when do you want to make this happen? And they'll like, oh, well, in two months. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I said, can I get you results? Can you see some kind of improvement? A- absolutely. Do I think your credit is going to be fixed in two months? Absolutely not. Right. You know, and so, but, you know. But so I, what's a realistic time frame to take someone from? 550. A 550 to a 700. Is that six months, a year? Most of our clients are in and out of the program within maybe six, seven months. But if I look at your credit and it's really jacked up, I'm also going to be honest with you. You know, like if you have a bankruptcy, I'm quick to tell someone in, from the very beginning of the conversation, if they tell me, well, hey, Rob, I got a bankruptcy. Okay, well, hey, expect to be in our program an average of maybe nine to 12 months. It doesn't mean it's going to take a full 12 months. Right. But I'd rather tell someone 12 months and then maybe we get it done in six or seven. You know, it's a lot of companies do the opposite because they feel like they have to like exaggerate our services yeah. or lie to their customers just to make the sale. Yeah. But this is also why we've been in business for 15 plus years because we're honest and this is why we have great reviews. People just want honesty, man. Yeah. I feel like most people know that the credit's not going to be fixed overnight. And when you speak to them and be real about it, they accept it because they know it's the, yeah. it's the truth. Well, you know, and that's, and that's kind of off topic slightly, but it's like I've noticed a big shift in the last couple of years. Where people, we've lived in such like a reality, a like false reality based world, you know, like with reality TV and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, everybody's perfect lives. And now people are craving a real, you know, they want authentic people. They want you to be brutally honest. They might even want you to yell at them, right? To set them straight. And I'm like, I'm kind of like proud right now. Like when that happens, you know what I mean? Because like some, a lot of these people need to be kicked in the ass. That's why podcasts are so big. People yeah. just want to hear real conversations, not right. you know the news. Where that's what, that's why at some point we'll go live, but you know we're we're still learning how to podcast. Until then, I gotta pee. So no, let me preface my question. Put that mic back in your mouth. So um, I, so what I want to do, and I was actually gonna do this before I got on a tangent, is is I wanna I wanna ask you a question, and then we're gonna take a break, so that way I have a place to come back to because we're learning how to podcast. Because you know what. We're entrepreneurs, but guess what? We're not perfect. We don't know how to podcast, but we're gonna learn with you. Amen. So I want you out. to I want you to like, subscribe, share, and comment about my stupid shit. Comment on there. Please, talk shit to me. Please tell. But him. you know what? I want constructive criticism, guys. Make us better. Please. If you made Set it this, this far, you're you're beyond the five minute club. Okay. So I hate. Animals. Shout out to you, Blandon. <laughs> <laughs> Blandon is our is our next <laughs> guest, and he's our number one fan. He's listening to every podcast. He actually gripes at. Friday for not dropping on a certain day. Really? So, yeah. And it's like, I don't even know if, like, we try to drop on a Wednesday. That's fucking loyal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I only need one of those. Right? Because he checks me, and then I go check Friday, and I'm like, hey, did you drop? He's like, dude, it's stuck in the seven-hour upload to YouTube because it's so big. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay. Well, at least give him the audio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's wild. So, one of the, the question I want to ask you before we take a quick pause mm-hmm. is... Credit 
so when I think about bad, people's bad credits, it's, it's bad choices or you know, it's lack of education. I don't really think about it, but it's like it's on their credit. They don't think they're ever going to need the credit. Is there times that the credit is just so jacked up? Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, I, I can't touch your credit. Like, I'm not the guy for you. No. No? That's a simple answer, no. Okay, so I want to go more in depth because I yeah. want to talk about all the, the crap credit. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about people who have good credit who are pissed off. Okay. Is that fair? I love like, it. Let's like, do it. Because I want to know if people come to you with good credit. Let's, let's, like me. Yeah, like, I, I feel it. like I want to give you my credit. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm getting jacked. People, people normally come to me with good credit because, for example, let's say they have a 750 credit score. That's actually pretty badass. Yeah. But they're like, man, how do I get to, to 850? Yeah. And so at that point, it's kind of like for bragging rights. Right. You know? um, but we help them do that. You know? Well, and that's why I want to go into this educational special on good credit gone wrong, right? Because I keep getting shafted, right? So I have great credit. My wife is the one that taught me mm-hmm. to care about my credit because I was never taught anything like you said, right? Yeah. I, I can, I'm going to go into personal stories about myself going into debt several times and how that, it, because of her, we didn't get bad credit, but it's like fighting for survival to live. Can I say something, though, especially as an entrepreneur, because most, that's what we are. We take risk. And so a lot of us, we take risk and we're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to put everything on a credit card and hopefully it works out. Yeah. And you know what? I got to respect that because you know what? If you don't take risk in life, then you're probably never going to elevate to the next level. Yeah, that's and, uh, no risk, no reward. Yeah, that's it. I mean, with that said, guys, we're going to take a quick break. So, Eric, you ready? Been ready. Got to go right. to the little boy's room. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, there's been three times in my life I've, you know, probably gone twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars in debt in credit cards. Because, like, you know what? We'll put that. You know, one situation was just trying to live, right? Mm-hmm. Paycheck to paycheck. It's like things come up. You, next thing you know, you're twenty thousand dollars in debt, and you get out of that, right? By the grace of God, I got out of it, and then you do it again, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like intentionally doing it. You're like, you know what? We'll we'll buy that. And we'll pay it off over time, right? Well, that interest catches up real quick, you know what I mean? Because yep. that minimum payment is really a 30-year payment, you know? And it's like you don't ever get caught up because something comes up when you're like, you know, I'm going to put $500 down this month because I saved hard and yep. you know, didn't go eat McDonald's every day. And so... But when you have a 25% interest rate on the credit card... Right. And let's say the balance is ten grand, sure. that freaking adds up very, very quickly. Oh, 100%. Compared yeah. to, let's say you have a $500 balance... And even though the interest rate is still 25%, it's not that bad, yeah. you know? It's, well, it's and, not going to pile up. And that up, was the thing. But. And that was where I started going into the hole again. And somebody's like, hey, you know what, with all these points and, you know, because credit cards, they've adapted so crazy over the years. Like, it's almost manipulation in a way because it's like, you know what, we have all of these rewards, you know? Mm-hmm. So in, it's like, you know, put all of your bills that will take a credit card, you know, all of your expenses in that month. Mm-hmm. Put it on this credit card because you're gonna get rewards points because it sounds great. You know what? I'm gonna fly for free. I'm well, gonna just pay it off. I'll I'm gonna pay it, it off. Pay it off right away. Yeah, and it's like no what? one ever does. No, and guess what? It's like the end of the month comes and you get this like fifty five hundred dollar credit card bill. You're like, fuck! I only made like thirty five hundred dollars a month. You know what I mean? Like, how am I gonna pay well, that that's off? That's where so because you spent your used your debit card too. That's where and that's where card. discipline kicks in though. Yeah. Like for example, if and this is what I teach. Like I tell people, you're gonna pay your phone bill, right? Yeah. You're going to pay your light bill. You're going to pay all of your normal bills just to live. So why not put it on a credit card, get those points that you're talking about, rack up the points, which is amazing, but 
This is where you have to practice being disciplined. And when you get paid every week, assuming that you, you don't own a company, you just work a nine to five, you get paid every single week, your, your paycheck. Yeah. This is where you have to be, you have to manage it and maybe create a spreadsheet. And there's different apps that you can use, but take that money and put it aside. Cause that's, that money, is, it's not even there technically. Right. It's supposed to be to pay off the freaking credit cards. In reality, I learned that my wife used to do our bills for a long time. And, um, you know, so it was like out of sight, out of mind. The only time I knew about our bills is that she said, hey, we don't have enough money to pay the bill. And I'm like, oh, shit. Let me figure this out. That's how it is in my house. Yeah. Like, it, my wife makes money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, she handles I make the money as well. And I'm like, I don't even, like, I, if you ask me what my light bill is. Yeah. If you ask me what any, I don't even know what I pay for car payments. I'm being so serious. No, like, I'm the same exact way. Really, That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> I really, it's, and, and I'm the credit guy. There's, yeah. there's, there's like, men, gentlemen, and then there's boys. Yeah. You're boys. No, I, I'm just playing. I, I pay, so I pay my wife, when, bills, she, when you know? she was working from home and all this, or not working from home, but she was a um, stay-at-home mom and going to college and all that stuff, and she was handling the bills, right? And so I was I was like like that. Like I had no idea. She was like, mm-hmm. we're literally short. You know, because every now and then I'd be like, we should do Because I had big dreams and big visions. And it's like, why don't I have a boat? Right? Not an expensive boat, but why can't I have a boat to go fishing, right? And then she'd try to explain to me, and I don't understand why I can't afford it, right? But then you find out it's because, you know, for the last 15 years, you still only managed to save $4,000. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's real life. And so, you know, we, we ended up selling our house um, about 12 years ago just to pay off our credit cards. You know, cause we were we were in a nine percent loan on a uh, SUV mm-hmm. um, because our our credit was low. We were young. Um, Did you need that SUV? Well, it was. Uh, it, I mean, I could have got a, a hoop. It just but looked so good on the. It, it was. Floor. It was beautiful. You know, it looked good. It but was on the turntable. You know, you know why I bought that SUV? It was the only thing that would take that much in equity from the other car that was being traded in. And so, because it was discounted, because mm-hmm. it was one of those fully loaded, been on the showroom floor for a year, you know, spinning around, making what, everybody. What drool. was the color of that? It was it was burgundy. What, what was the name though? It had like it a was technical. a Chrysler Aspen. I know, but what was the? Wasn't there like a technical name for the color? Um, was like, uh, what was it? I don't remember. Cognac. Cognac. Yes, there it you was go. the it was the cognac color. <laughs> you had to get it, dude. It was like it was like a thirty seven hundred dollar paint job, like. <laughs> But it's like all of these options, and it was like I think it was like forty nine thousand out the door back in the day, and that was fully mm-hmm. loaded back in. This is a two thousand seven model, nine percent. But but one the car we were driving at the time, and we only had a couple kids. Um, it was like it was a Mercedes like C class or something like, you know, we got it for like twenty grand. Mm-hmm. But it started having all kinds of mechanical problems. Well, I needed to trade it in because you know I had to clear all the codes on it and trade it in, and <laughs> you know give them the hoopty. Well, they only gave us like six grand for this car. You know, and we were in like this 22%, you know, loan. Because that's, that's yeah. what happens when you don't have good credit and you're young. They'll take advantage of you and interest rates you at the ass. Of course. Absolutely. And that's why yeah. credit's important. But, you know, that car was like the only thing I can get that had, I had to roll over 10 grand into the new loan. Yeah. And that was the only one that had enough value. And, and listen, I'm telling you, what we're talking about right now, this is a huge lesson. Yeah. Because this is where a lot of people, they don't have great credit. They go to the dealership. And a lot of times they don't even end up getting the car that they want. That's, right. that's the first thing. The second thing is they get 9%. You're lucky. I talk to clients that have 15%, 20% on, on a vehicle. Yeah. That's crazy. And then what happens is when you make your payments, it's all going to freaking interest. Oh, exactly. And then on top of that, if they traded in something, like you said, the sticker on the car, they're like, oh, well, the truck is 39000 
but you're forgetting they're tacking on the other 10,000 that you have dragging over from your previous So, you know, the the reason that this, guys, that are watching this, like, credit is so important, too, is, is mentally there's a fulfillment and a joy when you go to a dealership and you're not saying, hey, sell me that car. I need a $750 month payment because they're going to maximize, you know, all the interest and move all this money and do all these things to, because you said I need a $750 payment. Mm -hmm. But when you go in there with good credit and you're like, I don't have to put any money down. I can, they're going to try to get you the best rate because you look, you're like, I'm not buying this car for more than 50 out the door. So when you can change your mind, that literally changes your whole perspective is when you have good credit. Mm -hmm. When you have good credit, you literally can walk into a dealership and demand stuff. Like You really can. You can. You're in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love talking to the finance guy and uh, and saying, hey, uh, I don't need all that extra shit. You know what I mean? Just walk in with confidence. Yeah. Be like, hey, I want this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take this. And if you don't give me the deal, then I'm walking out. Okay. Dude, it's That's it's it. like remember when we we went into the Audi dealership the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, we were, so I wanted to buy my wife a new car. It'd been a while, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna upgrade her. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna get her Audi. She loves Audis. So uh, I found one online, and I was like, I had to settle because like you know, in the last few months, like it's been the same for the last three years where you can't get really what you want mm-hmm. because of supply and demand, right? And so they had a car, and I mean, it's a beautiful car, and uh, it's nor- right. normally it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cute, you know, a little baby car. Um, <laughs> so this is the first, this is probably the most expensive car I've ever bought. Probably. <laughs> well, it, it is the most expensive car I've ever bought, right? Cause okay. I, and you bought it for your wife? I bought it for yeah, her. that's beautiful. Yeah, I don't, I don't do, I, as Eric, I'm actually pretty cheap for myself. Like, I don't, I'm wearing like 35, I had, I, like, actually, these are this, nice. Eric, this man loves Ross. Ross I, and Marshalls. Yeah. Dude, I do not like paying. Less, he loves a deal. Less. I do deal. not like paying full price for yeah. anything. No. But when it comes to my family and my wife and my friends, I will literally pay. It doesn't matter what it costs. Sure. You know that. Yeah. Even to the luxury car rentals, right? That's a good time. It's like, you know what? Who doesn't want to drive a Rolls Royce, right? So you rent a Rolls Royce. You I know? couldn't go. I wouldn't And know. he ended up with COVID, so he couldn't go. <laughs> I missed out on the rolls. You know, so it's, but it's like, but you didn't miss out on the Audi R8. That was a good time. So, but that's so. It's like I do all these things for other people, but for me, I'm I'm very frugal. Yeah. Right. And I do not like like, you know, if somebody Spend, sh- spending money gives him literal anxiety. Yeah, I don't like mm-hmm. to do it. Right. There's it because I have a hard time finding value and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this a lot with fashion, because it's like you know, especially nowadays, you see like these uh, was it Shine Sheen whatever that website is now. Mm-hmm. That these kids are using to get like church for like six bucks. And you're, you're worried because it's like, you know, this coming from China and you don't think it's going to be the, the quality. The shirt is literally giving you cancer. Yeah. It's I mean, the worst it, quality ever. Exactly. But it's like, <laughs> you know, I have a, co- a couple of my kids that are very much, they've always been about their fashion, but I make them go, they have jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I will not buy you $300 shoes. You know, like yeah, your I'm budget's not, 70 bucks. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. JCPenney has deals. There's coupons like. I got, I got six kids and. Uh, six kids. You know, I spoil the hell out of them. Yeah, and no six. TV. Bro. Yeah, for sure. And I have four, so I can talk shit. I, I, I spoil the <laughs> hell out of them. But like you said, I'm always number one, always shopping for a deal. And and I'm very similar to you where I actually would just spend more money on them. I barely buy anything for me. Yeah, I, you know? dude. I and, mean, my wife will tell you opposite that I buy a lot of shit for myself. But literally, like, everything I've ever bought, nine out of ten times, right? I literally have bought it because it was such a deal. You know what I mean? Like, no. I don't. 
Yes. I don't. When I, go I to buy the, myself whatever the fuck I want. And he, he, he will spend the <laughs> money. Fuck those kids, dude. He will, but he will spend the money. But like for me, like even with my kids, I want to instill that in them. Like if you yeah. want, like if I'll be telling you your budget 70, 80 bucks, and sometimes I'll, I'll go a little over the budget depending on what it is. I literally, it's, it's not like, yes, it's literally like, let's have a conversation on why you think you need that. You know, is it because somebody has that and you need them to see it? Yeah. You know, but they've, they've even learned now that they'll start looking at these websites to get knockoffs. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, what, what thing that I, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm actually kind of proud of them because it's like, they're like, well, dad, that one's, you know, $300, but I can get three pairs on this side for $300. They learn from the best. And I'm like, well, good. You're, you know, you're the knockoff king. But I mean, for me, I'm like, who cares? I mean, like, because you can wear a $200,000 watch, but does the guy at Walmart or the guy at fucking IHOP, I'm naming all these these places I'm going because it's cheap. Nobody's <laughs> really going to know Nobody. unless if, like, you're a watch guy. But then again, who really cares? Right. Who cares? So Because, yeah. I mean, I've had expensive watches on and I've had cheap watches on. And it's not like I got a high five walking down the parking lot. Like, damn, that dude got that watch. You know, yeah. don't. And, and I'm married, so I'm, it's not like I'm trying to impress anybody. No, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, you know, Eric and I are different in, in degrees on that. Like, he wants to, and Gabe's actually probably the worst out of all of us because he likes to look good, smell good, feel good, and and sometimes dressing for success. And, you know, like my brother's that yeah. way. My brother will, he will look like he's always working out, right? Or working. So it's like his fit will be gym gear. Mm. And he'll be like, dude, I'm wearing a $1,000 suit. I'm like, you're wearing fucking sweats. But this this you know? is where I have to tell you, this is also, it depends on your industry, like what you do for a living, yeah. right? I have a buddy of mine who makes millions and millions of dollars. And he has, I mean, the biggest necklaces and diamonds you've ever seen. But it's because he's in the, uh, the rapper scene. He's always with famous people. So it goes with what he does for a living. Lift the part. And then, and then, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like wearing that's his suit. Like, I me, mean, I, I, would, I mean, know, I get it. It's different. Just, you know, that's so, you know, being so, a sheep and not a wolf. So, everyone's everyone, but the thing is, he has the money to do it. It's not like he's yeah. trying to be somebody he's not. Like, I mean, my, too, uh, you know? my brother's got a friend, he's a uh, super wealthy. I mean, he's like that borderline billionaire, right? And he's got you name the watch, like brand, he's got at least one, two, or three of each of those, right? Different kinds. And he's also got the replicas. And he wears replicas on job sites because he's in contracting and construction and developing and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm not wearing the real one out there. You know, but he believes in the same thing as far as like, if I'm in a business meeting, right? There, mm-hmm. there was actually one of the guys that's like Grant. He was uh, doing some motivational shit the other day. And he's like, I'd never wear a Rolex to a job site. He's like, I put on my iWatch or this and that. Or he's like, I got a, uh, one of those like Seiko, 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 Seiko yeah. watches or something, you know, something that's like less than a hundred bucks mm-hmm. sitting in my truck. You know, that way when I get out, because I want to loop my part. Yeah. And so you're right. I mean, it's adaptability, right? Correct. It, it, I think it definitely depends on what you do. Like, for me, I'm in the credit business. There's people out there that buy Ferraris. Do you wear your, like, credit score on your necklace? <laughs> no, no, you know? definitely not. You should get a chain. You, you, you got know, an 890 chain? You, you, know what I, you know what I spend money well, on? It'd be a spinner rim, right? He spends money on bikes. Oh, my shit. Bikes. bikes. How much is your bike worth? I'll spend five thousand dollars on a bike and not even think on a about bicycle. It. Not even think about it. But it's a, it's a cycle. It's it's a it's a beautiful piece of machinery. It's I look at it like this. Number one, it keeps you, me fit. You go like look at those curves. Like oh, you're so smooth, sexy. Like I literally like, talk to my bike. I go like a 
I go in my garage and talk to them. Yeah? Like, yeah, for real. Your neighbors walk by and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Mess bikes. Bro. So this morning, <laughs> you guys are joking, but this morning I saw a guy when I was leaving my neighborhood. Yeah. And, on um, your bike? No, no, no. Oh, I, I was driving. So this okay. guy, I was mad jealous because this guy had his, his giant bike, giant is a brand, and uh, on the back of his car. And I was like, oh, he must have gone to ride. So I pulled up next to him. Hey, man, you going to ride? He was like, yeah, I'm going to ride. I said, all right, have a good ride. I was like mad jealous because I wanted to go ride, but I had to yeah. go to work. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have one of those like uh, like 23.2 stickers on the back of his car? You that's, know, those no, marathon. that's for marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, that's my favorite, yeah. but it doesn't. No. But that bike that, that, that was on the back of his car was probably about four or five grand. Oh, yeah. shit. Bike, bike, bikes are expensive, man. Yeah, they are. Nice ones. Yeah. We're losing audio. So uh, one thing I want to touch on. Yeah, we lost audio. I don't. I hear everything. No, I'm good. Yeah, we, he just cuts you off because you won't shut up. No, that's not what it is. No, <laughs> I, I, so we, we definitely know it's this one. Anyway, so, yeah, so yeah, I want to circle back. On Hold on, oh, let me circle back around. I got to finish the Audi I'm conversation. Tired of you circling no, back. No, the Audi conversation. Right. This goes back to why good credit's important because <laughs> I did not know this part. Okay. So I bought the most expensive car ever. In my life, right? Which we're not, we're talking about $100,000. Sure. You didn't get you know? that. That's expensive. That's a lot of, I There's mean, a lot of people. It was like $106,000 out the door. And I, and like, I wanted to throw up, but I'm like, you know, my wife's worth it. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So she's a $100,000 worth it. Like, for real. Like, I do it all over. And, and actually, I really wanted to buy an Audi R8. But you, you start getting in that 180, 250 range. And I'm like, financially, that would be the dumbest shit I ever did. How nice was that one on the floor, though? But so, so that's what I'm getting like at. It was edition. sexy, right? Ugh. And you saw my face. You, and so, so I told the guy. Normally, I always get with my bank and say, "Hey, like basically not hey." I come on. in there pre-approved. Yeah, I come in pre-approved, right? Ready to write a bank check, you know, mm-hmm. from the loan, yep. you know, because I, I mean, I'm simple. I still use USA, you know, the government bank, and you know, you get on there, do a pre-approval. You can print out the papers, walk in there, but and be it's like, "Better to do that so that way you're not hit with all those inquiries." Well, exactly. Yeah. And so, so I always did that, right? And so this time was the first time because I was like, "This literally happened all within a two-hour period." Yeah. I on a whim looked online and found the car, and I said, "Eric, pick me up at the dealership." <laughs> but, I, I but I but but I emailed the people and I said, "I said, you know." Is there any room on the price, right? And I normally don't do that because I know in this market, definitely not. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can put you in this model instead. And I was like, okay. I was like, run my credit. So, and I guess that was kind of one of those things. I wanted to flex because I wanted to run my credit card. And it was good because I checked my credit karma. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it came back a little higher than I expected because they use like the combination. and Credit karma, is, it's probably what, like about 50 points higher? Yeah. 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 yeah that's, so that's, so that's it came back. It was like 806. Right, and this is back in uh, July. It was eight oh six, and uh, so while we're waiting for them to run the paperwork on this car at the dealership, they've got this Audi R eight. It's like a limited edition. There's only like fifty of this model. And There's people out of state already looking at yeah, it. Yeah, like and what do you say? It was like for what do you say one eighty? I think it was more. I think it was in the twos. It might have been in the twos. It was. It was like two years old, but obviously no miles on it. But limited edition, right? Yeah. And I'm drooling, right? And Everything's like, carbon fiber. Was like, it like the gorgeous. spider one? No, no it, it was it a was, hard it was top. All but black, all carbon fiber. Nice, it was, beautiful. But it yeah. was just like some limited edition one. Yeah, and I she that's her dream car, right? And and it's like I just did a thirty five hundred dollar payment. It's like does not make sense to me. And so um, he's like, 
Eric said something about like, you know, can we test drive it? Because because he came out first and he's like, he's like, I'll trade you <coughs> what you're buying, mm-hmm. and we can change the paperwork to that or something. And you said something about test driving it, mm-hmm. and he said, well, he's like, he he literally said like, we have to run a credit report. If you're not 800 or above, you can't even fucking look at it. <laughs> for real, stand by. We're gonna call security. <laughs> like for real. Exactly. And and when he said that, it like really peaked. And I, the first thing I said was, you know, I was like, ha. 806 yeah. bitch yeah you know what i mean because like so like i felt like really cool for the first time like with my credit because i did not know that existed yeah you know what i mean i did not know that like 800 and above and, and i guess it makes sense because one they're they're selling you these exotic cars for way over msrp you know because that car whatever even if it was 250 it's not worth 250 to the I bank mean, the car was roped off yeah you I, gotta I know. know it's, it it's next level to, the thing is they're not trying to deal with people that are going to waste their time yeah sure yeah. And so they the know. Six fifty credit. L- l- why do you think when, why do you think certain jobs they pull your credit? Like, well, why do you think that? I mean, I assume like when you're in accounting and finance and stuff like that, that how are you going to manage somebody else's money if you can't manage yours? Exactly, and it also has to do with, I hate to say it, but it's they they're kind of judging you. It's based on your reputation. Yeah. If you don't pay your bills on time, then you're probably not responsible. And if you're not responsible, then you're probably. Not gonna like you said. If you're working for a bank, right. you're not gonna manage their money right, or it doesn't. You're not really meant for leadership. Sure, you know. And that's uh that's the one thing I like different. Like what I've what I've learned in the last six years, being in business at this level is, like my banker for the business before they'll do anything with you, and every year they check back in with you. They want a personal financial statement, not a credit report, mm-hmm. and they do that because they want to see what you're worth, based off everything you own. And your liabilities, right? The credit bureau, they don't give a shit how many things you own outright. They want to know your history. Yeah. And that's where my beef is. And that's why I asked if anybody like with decent credit comes to you. Cause like I have increase. And that's that's probably the only impacts, major impacts I have is just increase, right? Mm-hmm. I probably have like six or seven of those a year. And they stay on for like two years or something. And it's like, how do I get that shit to fall off? You know, because it's like they're not hard increase. But like every little inquiry, they, you know, they tell you it's a soft pull, this and that, but I call bullshit because a, so, a soft pull is not going to affect your credit, but a hard pull, most people think that your uh, an inquiry is going to hurt your credit, and it does. But after twelve months, because it stays on your credit for twenty four months, but after twelve months, it really doesn't have an impact on your yeah. score. I just I just don't ever get why I should be at seven fifty. Like I've I've done my due diligence in my thirty eight years of life. And I've, I own stuff outright. I've paid stuff off, you know, like I said, as much as five years before it was, you know, in a six-year loan, right? And, you know, it's like I get impacted mm-hmm. on my credit report. So, like, I can't go drive that RA tomorrow. You're just not there, bro. I've got a 751, so I feel one, like a little one bitch. Day. Like, like until then, get your ass out of here. Right. Like, Don't I, even look at yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. You you, exactly. You go to the dealership with enough money <laughs> But I don't want to pay anything out of pocket. I, I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but that's what I'm saying. If I call my guy at the Audi dealership right now, he's going to run that credit report, and I have a 751 as of this morning. So I can no longer now test drive that 806. He's going to hit, hit you back with the LOL. What's that? LOL? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize we were going to, to hashtags and emojis. My bad. Uh, I, know, I know acronyms, but I, I didn't know what LOL meant. Sure. Just big man. <laughs> Just big man. I threw you off. My <laughs> so, Rob, the credit guy, not only do you fix people's credit, mm-hmm. 
you also offer a coaching program yep. where you teach people to do what you do and build their own business. Absolutely. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So this actually started when, uh, you know, we started to gain a little bit of success. And, you know, again, you start to build a following on social media. And a lot of people are just like, man, that want, I want out of my nine to five. They want out of that trap, right? And mm -hmm. so most people don't really know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And so they see the, the, the glam, you know, on social yeah. media. They don't know all the hard work. Sure. But they started coming to me, just random people, even some friends and family. Hey, man, well, I want to start a credit repair company. And so I started coaching people for free, actually. And I realized, okay, you know what? There's opportunity here. There's opportunity here. And so because not for nothing, but I'm sharing 15 years of my experience on how I got here. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so me having my own mentor and my own coach, that sped up my learning process and it sped, sped me up in business, you know? And so I thought about, you know what? Let me just start this, this coaching and mentoring. And it really took off. And a lot of people just don't even know what the beginning steps are. And so the first step is you got to get your LLC. You got to get your software. You have to have the right merchant account. Then once you got all that, how are you going to get customers? You got you to know how to market. You got to know how to brand or you can hire somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. Then you got the really important thing is, think about it, if you own a credit repair company and you're taking on clients, you actually have to deliver results. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah. a big responsibility. So you have to learn how to you know, dispute and get people results. Or you can also hire someone to do that. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's so many different ways to, be, to, to operate a business. And for me, it seems simple. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who don't know that, don't yeah. know where to start. That, that's your everyday. It yeah. seems simple to you, but correct. say someone comes to you and knows nothing about the business yep. or you're, you're teaching them from the ground up. Literally from the ground up. Yeah. yeah. You know, also I also see, I coach everyone. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I have people that are literally a startup, but then I also coach people who have already been in the business for two, three years. And it's more of like a solo entrepreneur type of deal. And they, they're making maybe five grand, 10 grand a month, you know, not really much more than that. And they've been doing that consistently for how the last How many clients would years. that be, by the way? If you're making five grand a month, how many clients? But it depends have? on what you charge. Every, every, every company charges differently. I mean, would you say that's like a seven or say 10 to 20 clients? Um, Less than that, it, probably. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll think about, okay, this is one of the most common issues or challenges, I should say, that most credit repair companies have smaller is they're pricing their services the wrong way. And I feel like business 101, I don't care if you're selling water. You know, if you don't know what you're buying this for, then how do you know what to sell it at? Right. Right. And so you have to know the cost of doing business. Yeah. That's that's select few water, bro. That's that's <laughs> premium. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> know, you got select few water. This while is nine dollars water, bro. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Yeah, it's uh, Mark Cuban. We need that in the stadium, brother. <laughs> I'll co-sign for you, um, <laughs> Grant. We need this on your plane. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but you got to know what you got to know what the cost of doing business is. Yeah. And so, believe it or not, I'll, I'll tell you a true story. Uh, a lady came to me and she's like, "Hey, I've been watching your YouTube videos and." your Instagrams, you know, how much is your coaching and what is it about? And so before I even go over any of that, I make sure that the foundation of their business is set up properly. Because what's the point of me telling them how to scale their business if it's going to fall apart, if they don't have the foundation built yeah, properly, right. right? And so 
I always ask, What's, what are you charging your, your clients? And she responds and says, well, $150. And I'm like, okay, $150 to start, right? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you charge them monthly? She's like, no, no, $150. That's it. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. So you think about that. You got to pay for your software. Dude, that's mm-hmm. a dinner at Chili's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a, you know, what's her number? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's, you know, she's charging one fifty. But again, she doesn't know business. Now, this is the thing. She's very passionate about helping people. Mm-hmm. Like she can deliver results, but she doesn't know how to run a business. Right. So that's where myself and my team come in, and we really restructure, revamp the entire the pricing. How the business is ran, the SOPs, the behind the scenes. You gotta know, you could be a great salesperson. Yeah. But if you don't know how to do the customer service, yeah. If you don't know how to maintain the business, then you're you're not gonna I mean, be that's successful. the biggest thing that even in my industry, I get a lot of uh, other people that are my competition technically that will come to me and be like, This guy's gotta figure it out. And they'll wanna they'll wanna have and I'll sit down and I'll talk to him for free. I mean, the yeah. last guy that came in literally it was six hours. I even ended up bringing in, like, phone a friend, man. Like, I called in one of my spire reps, like, hey, sit down, help me talk to this guy. And the number one thing I see with every single one of these people, they have no idea what they're spending. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even the, the company I'm looking at buying right now, he, has, he had to second guess. He's like, well, how much did you have figured into this for materials? And I'll tell you what we actually did. You know, and then he tells me what he had figured in. And I'm like, do you not know what your shit cost? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that makes sense why you're burned out and you're tired after 10 years of doing this because you don't know what your cost of business yeah, is. So exactly. how are you going to determine what your profit is? Right. And that's, and that's what you see like too, is like, and that's what you're facing is you get someone like that lady who's, she's passionate, but she's underselling, yeah. right? She's underpricing the market too. And then somebody's going to come to you and be like, Hey, why are you this much? And this yeah. person online is like, I can do this for thirty nine ninety five. you know, in 30 days you'll have perfect credit. But then what happens is. And regardless, whether it's credit repair, it's the construction business, you could sell t-shirts, you could sell water. Mm-hmm. The way you structure the pricing, that can either set you up for massive success or if you don't set up the pricing properly, long term, and it doesn't take very long, you're going to feel overworked yeah. and underpaid. Right. Because if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably working six, seven days a week. And then when you look at your bank account, you're like, there's no money in there. No, I mean, it's you, you, you start to figure out what the value of your time is, you know, 80 hours a week, and then you start backing out, okay, I took home two grand this week in pay, yeah. and you're like, holy shit, I made minimum wage, yeah. you know, because of the hours I put in. Yeah. And, and then that people are like, I don't want to do this anymore, and they quit. And it's because they think, oh, well, this didn't work. No, you just didn't structure it properly. Because no. you got to think about why is there other successful credit repair companies? Right. If they can do it, you can do it. You just don't, unfortunately, you just don't know how to do it. You don't have the sure. formula. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it makes perfect sense on, you know, and, and that's why you're seeing the success you see. I've seen it, you know, our boy out there, Grant Cardone, seeing it because you have to understand the formula. So let me ask you this. What about people? So you have these individual people that want to come to you. They're either in the business, not in the business. They want to coach. They want to start a business. Um, you help them out. What, um, what about people that would be like me who don't want to actually physically do it myself but want to hire a guy? Say I want to, I want to start a credit restore business. I'm going to hire Eric. I, I don't want to do it. I'm already out. <laughs> so, so we're going to hire somebody random yeah. off Indeed. Shout out to Indeed. Um, Farmer. Right? <laughs> we're going to hire somebody <laughs> yeah. for this job. 
to answer your question, you can you can outsource everything in this business. Yeah. But you know, this is where right now in this day and age, the word automation seems cool. It's being thrown around. And in the credit repair industry, you can outsource everything. So let's let's say I wanted to hire you to take care of my sales team. Yeah. I wanted to hire you to be my customer service. Right. I wanted to outsource the disputing part of it, you know, fixing the credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I wanted to outsource like my marketing. You can right. do all of that. But guess what? You still have to manage it. Somebody has to be there to make sure that my sales team is operating with good morals and ethics. Because mm-hmm. if not, you will end up being sued and all kind of stuff. Yep. The customer service is reaching out to the customers and maintaining the relationship, right? Because that's what that is. Uh, and then the disputing part. You got to make sure that the clients are getting results. Yeah. You know, this industry is saturated with people who claim to do credit. And then it's also saturated with people who are scammers. Yeah. Charging people $1,500 and then disappearing on them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, I don't let that bother me because that, that makes me look good. Yeah. Yeah. With you. You're on the oh, right path. Sure. Yeah. doesn't matter what they're doing. I do things the right way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, it's credit's a shitty thing. Really you is. know, it's a fantastic thing, but it's a shitty thing. Yeah. Whether you got bad credit or good credit, there's always that like weird, you know, gray area of how I should feel about it and how they feel about it. It, it could be your best friend or Just your worst enemy. The message here is pay your bills, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, like pay your like, bills. In the name of Grant, get off your ass, buy an apartment, get your private jet, and pay your fucking bills and have great credit. All right. Let's so, go. Rob, <laughs> we appreciate you coming by. Blessing the new studio with us. Thank you guys. We we'd love to have you again. We'll we'll do something less less formal next time. Let's do it. Uh, but uh, give a shout out to your your socials and and everything where people can reach you if they want coaching, if they want help fixing yep. their credit. How do how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely, you can go on TikTok or Instagram, and it's Rob the Credit Guy. You can also go to robthecreditguy.com. Is that with two B's or one? One. Yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure because there's people out there like me who are dyslexic and they're like, "How many bees is that?" <laughs> so it's Rob the Credit Guy. Guy. Spell it. Rob Isn't the Credit Guy. Like one B. Yeah, I would have put a D. One B. You would put okay, Bob yeah. the Credit yeah, Guy. Yeah, put a D on it. <laughs> so, All right, man. Well, we appreciate Rob, you coming bro, by. Like, Thank you, Rob. I for the for the guys. second time, and and hopefully there'll be a third. And a fourth uh, and a fifth. Let's absolutely. go. Absolutely. I'm gonna Let's invite you guys on my on my podcast. Yeah, I can't wait. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Bye, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. We're out.